Happy Super Straight White Male Day of Visibility. I didn't make this up, and it's not a real day, but I thought it was funny, so I went with it. Gas is going to go sky high very soon, once again, and the fallout from the mass shooting at a Christian school in Nashville by a trans man or by a chick who thinks she's a man continues. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. My gosh, I take off a Friday and just all holy hell breaks loose. Uh, I we've, we've got some news today, so let's get right to it. My gosh, what a week. Sometimes I wonder if I should do this on Friday, but I've just got so much to do outside of that. Still writing my book and things like that. That's that's why I'm on chapter 26 right now. So we should be closing it out pretty soon. But I that's why I, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, that's all I do is write. So let's get to the news. Uh, we'll get to some of the Mickey Mouse stuff first. So Joe Biden continues to throw out regulations that, to be honest with you, are just costing people more. And they're affecting not the the rich, which he keeps saying he wants to affect. They're affecting the poor. And for some reason, no one has an issue with this. So on August 1st, 2023, the Biden administration, which was approved a couple years ago, has said they will ban the use of incandescent light bulbs. Now, if you don't know what an incandescent light bulb is, it's a regular light bulb. Okay, it's the bulb with the filament and the filament burns out and then you got to replace the light bulb. He wants retailers to replace incandescent light bulbs with LCD light bulbs only. The Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm, who is one of the most out-of-touch human beings in the Biden administration, she said this, the lighting industry is already embracing more efficient efficient products, and this measure will accelerate the progress to deliver the best products to the American consumers and build a better, brighter future. L- now, LED lights are far superior. There's no question. They burn brighter, they use less electricity, they last longer. There's no question. They are far more superior than incandescent lights. Here's the problem. Not all households are compatible with LED lights. And replacing fixtures to support LED can be very expensive, especially if you're running a business. Most businesses don't use, a lot of businesses don't use LEDs simply because they'd have to replace fixtures. According to Fox News, and this was pretty much right on the head, According to survey data, LEDs are also far more popular in higher income households, meaning meaning the energy regulations will particularly impact lower income Americans. While 54% of households with an income of more than $100,000 per year use LEDs, just 39% of households with an income of $20,000 or less use LEDs. Now, one of the other problems with LEDs is they're extremely expensive. Of course, you get what you pay for because an LED light will last forever. It does take a long time for them to go out. But once again, if people have to replace their fixtures with LED lights, if people have to spend more money to buy LED lights, this is only going to affect the poor. It's not going to affect the rich. Rich already have LED lights because they can afford to install them. Not a big deal. 
So good for the Biden administration. Way to, way to stand up for the little man. In other news, and this is big news, of course, uh, you probably heard this already. That's why I had it as second. Donald Trump, Trump has been indicted by a Manhattan grand jury on 34 counts of uh, 34 counts of, I guess, fraud, you'd call it, uh, relating to the paying off of Stormy Daniels back in 2016 for an affair he had in 2006. Now, we haven't seen the indictment yet. We're not going to see it till probably tomorrow afternoon when Trump goes for his arraignment. As of right now, Trump is boarding his plane uh, to fly to New York. He's going to stay at Trump Tower. Then he's going to go to the courthouse. He's going to get uh, he's going to get booked. He's probably going to take a, uh, a a picture, get pictures. All those pictures are going to be on t-shirts and crap like that, uh, which of course Donald Trump is going to uh, pose for. I wouldn't be shocked if you saw him on his picture with his finger up, his thumbs up sign. Uh, one of the, and then after that, he will wait and then he'll be arraigned. The whole courthouse has, will be empty tomorrow. It'll happen at about 1.30. Once that is finished, then the indictment will be released to the public. So technically, no one even knows what this is about. Okay. Now, the thought is it's 34 misdemeanor charges with an attempt to make those misdemeanor charges into a federal felony. The problem that the prosecutor has, Alvin Bragg, who's a piece of shit, the problem he has is that, first off, you can't just convert a state law into a, a state misdemeanor into a felony. That's kind of hard to do. So a lot of legal le legal eagles are sitting back and saying that this is not going to work. The other problem is all 34 felonies fall under the statute of limitations. So anything that's a misdemeanor from 2016 is probably going to be dropped. Now, here's the big problem. The big problem is that the, it's, it's venue is going to be a big problem. They're not going to want to do this in Manhattan because Manhattan voted something like 19 to 81% Democrat. So there's going to be a lot of, uh, a lot of um, pre-trial motions. Move it, out of the, move it out of the city, out of Manhattan. If they don't move it out of Manhattan, there's an appeal. Then there's going to be calls for uh, dropping of the case cases. Okay. Uh, if they don't, that could be lead to appeal. Um, if there's a felony, there's going to be questions on how this felony was converted to a felony from a misdemeanor. That will be an appeal. This thing could go on for years. So uh, Alan Dershowitz this morning was on the Ben Shapiro show. And he said this could be years. This could be, it could be in the middle of the Trump presidency. And he's still in on trial. And by the way, he can't be on trial if he's president. So this could be interesting. Now, the guy who's bringing this up is Alvin Bragg. He is a far left-wing Democrat. He has ties to George Soros, not direct ties. Uh, I think it's Color Me Change is a, a pact that Soros funds and Color Me Change actually financed Alvin Bragg's campaign. Just to show you what kind of jerk-off this guy is, this guy has said during his election campaign 
that he was going to clear the prisons. Murderers, rapists, thugs, robbers, they weren't going to, there's a no bail in, in New York. By the way, a lot of people are saying, well, Trump will get bailed. No, he won't get bailed today because there's no bail in New York. That's state law. So he's going to go in there. He's not going to go on bail. The big question is, is he going to have to follow a gag order? That's an interesting question. So anyway, but this just show you how bad this brag is. Yesterday, I think it was yesterday. It was either yesterday or Saturday night. A parking lot attendant was questioning a guy who was looking into some of the cars in his parking lot. The guy pulled a gun. The parking lot attendant grabbed the gun, struggled with the guy, got shot twice, including once in the head, freed the gun from the guy, and then shot the criminal. That parking lot attendant was going to be charged with attempted murder and illegal possession of a weapon. It wasn't even his gun. Of course, Brad got a lot of crap about that, and eventually he dropped the charges. I think he dropped them this morning. But the fact is, they were going to actually charge him with attempted murder. By attempted murder and illegally owning a gun, or being in possession of of a gun, when that gun he had was the criminal's gun. Absolutely incredible. This guy is a piece of garbage. Okay, well, there's more stories of us becoming a banana republic. Douglas Mackey has been convicted of election interference and now faces 10 years in prison. Now, you might be saying to yourself, who the hell is Douglas Mackey? What did he do? Um, He posted memes on social media on Twitter. I'm not kidding. This guy is a big Trump supporter. He posted a bunch of memes on Twitter. They were jokes with another bunch of people. And basically what he did is he sent messages saying, if you want to vote for Joe Biden, text this message and you will vote for Joe Biden. And so the government went after him. Actually, the government didn't go after him until Biden took office. Then the government went after I mean, it was that week they went after him. They got him. They put him in jail. They convicted him in, uh, they convicted him in court. And now... He is looking at 10 years in prison. Now, a couple things I want to point out. Well, let's let's get on. So there's this guy, United States Attorney, Breon Peace, who works for the Justice Department. He said, quote, Mackey has been found guilty by a jury of his peers of attempting to deprive individuals from the exercising their sacred right to vote for the candidate of their choice in 2016 presidential election. That's BS, by the way. He didn't prevent anyone from doing anything. He made a joke, and if people were stupid enough to follow, then they shouldn't have voted in the first place. They're too stupid. Today's verdict proves that the defendant's fraudulent actions cross the line into criminality and flatly rejects his cynical attempt to use constitutional right of free speech as a shield for his scheme to subvert the ballot box and suppress the vote. It was a joke. It was a joke. And again, if people, everyone knew it was a joke. And if people bought his joke and started doing what he said, they don't know enough civics to know you don't don't vote via a text message. They're idiots and they shouldn't be voting. But the problem is, this is showing us the banana republic we are beginning to live in.
where you can be charged simply because you make a joke online that doesn't go with the with the regime that's in power. It's absolutely incredible. President Trump being charged with 34 misdemeanors. And I'm going to assume there's going to be one or two felonies in there because but no one's really sure how he's going to make felonies out of this stuff. But the fact is Alvin Bragg ran ran on convicting Trump. That's what he ran on. Actually, he didn't even run on convicting him. He ran on indicting him. And basically, instead of looking at a crime and then finding out who did it, he's looking at who could have done something and then finding a crime. That goes against the Constitution. That goes against what you're taught in law school. It's malicious. It's malicious prosecution. This guy, this poor bastard, um, this poor bastard, Douglas Mackey, this is malicious prosecution, simply because he didn't go for Joe Biden. Speaking of malicious prosecution, here's some good news. Jacob Chansley, better known as the QAnon shaman from the January 6th fame, has been released. He served two years, uh, almost two and a half years in prison. Before even going to trial, he finally went to trial. He was convicted and sentenced to four years. Now, everyone thought this is kind of crazy. The media and the Democrats made him out to be a madman. One leftist media member actually said the police should have shot him. They made him out to be a violent insurrectionist. And then it turns out Tucker Carlson of Fox News came to play. And Tucker Carlson of Fox News showed all the video... That was withheld from Chancellor's attorneys, showing that Chancellor walked in through the door. And then it showed him that Chancellor was being escorted by police officers. Police officers that even attempted to open doors for the guy. So the prosecutors, of course, the defense attorney sat there and said, What the hell is going on here? We never saw any of this. Chansley had walked by, get this, 11 police officers, including a group of nine, by himself, and not one of them stopped him, arrested him, told him to leave, nothing. They were just standing there. So the prosecution, I guess, just decided, you know what, screw it, just let him go. I mean, he's already served two and a half years. Now, on Chansley's behalf, Chansley did say, you know, I kind of broke the law, but trespassing. That's what the law you broke. You served two and a half years for trespassing. I've been nabbed for trespassing. Just being on the wrong, being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Guess what? I was told to leave. And by the way, before you think I'm a hardened criminal, I was actually running and I ran on private property. I didn't know it was private property. And the security said, well, this is private property. And I had to leave. And so I left. But that's what he was charged with. Now, hopefully there is some semblance of hope in this country. It's not good. All of this stuff, the Trump indictment, the Massey conviction, and what happened to Chansley, none of this is good for the country. This is terrible for the country. Now people have no trust in the justice system, as they shouldn't. So now for the really bad news, if you if you thought us becoming uh, having a justice system like a third world country... Um, it's going to get worse because be prepared for gas prices to go sky high. And in California, where I live, 
I'm expecting $6 gas. Now, the Saudis have just alerted everyone that they are going to cut oil production by 500,000 barrels a day. Saudi leads OPEC, which is a group of nations in the Middle East that deal with oil production, like Iraq, Jordan, countries like that. They're looking at a cut of 1.5 million barrels of oil a day. The 500,000 barrels of oil a day is just Saudi Arabia. But they're looking at 1.5 million barrels cut a day. Now, you also have to understand Joe Biden, the way he's been dealing with this, this oil crunch, has been to take oil from the strategic reserve and just put it into the economy. Here's the problem with that. There's no more oil in the strategic reserve. He, 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 I think it's, it's around 10 to 20% from what it was when he took office. So there's really no more oil you can take out of the strategic reserve. And he's really limited. And the oil that he took out back in, I think it was January or December, which was 1.25 million barrels or something, that's gone. So be prepared. In California, especially, gas is going to be up around $6 a gallon. And just in time for driving season, because it's summer. Absolutely incredible. And I'm, I can't wait for all the excuses when gas surpasses $5 a gallon. And by the way, if you're in Tennessee, yeah, expect your gas to be about $5 a gallon. California will be between 6 and 7 And there's no way to stop it. And it should happen immediately. They reported this yesterday. So just by the end of the week, I wouldn't be shocked if gas is at $5 a gallon here in California. Right now in California, you can find gas for about $4.60 a gallon. By the way, that was up from $3.79 a gallon from last year. So it hasn't been going down. It's been going up very slowly, but it has been going up. And that's up from $2.79 a gallon when Biden took office. So good for him. Can't wait to hear all the excuses. I'm sure it's all, um, I'm sure it's all going to be uh, Trump's fault because everything's Trump's fault, even though he hasn't been president for two and a half years. And Joe Biden's taken 40% of his time as president on vacation. So go figure this. So you can tell an election will be coming in about a year and a half. Do you know how you can tell? Well, why don't you listen to Joe Biden? He, 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 he gives you stark warning that an election is coming up, and we better be prepared. Uh, from Congress. Well, we'll get through at least this year. We, we do need more money, but we don't just need more money for vaccines for children eventually. We need more money to plan for the second pandemic. There's going to be another pandemic. We have to think ahead. What a complete jerk-off. Okay, now let's talk about the history of pandemics in this country. So we had the pandemic in 2020, 2019. Now we're, we're finding out that it was probably mid-2019 that COVID was around. Okay, so we had a pandemic. Do you know, remember the last pandemic that we had in the country? In this country. It was the Spanish flu back in 1919. We have had one, we've had two pandemics in 100 years. And so, but now he's saying, hey, we need more money. First off, how much more money do you need? You just signed a $1.9 trillion infrastructure bill. This idiot has spent almost $7 trillion in two years. He wants to spend another $6 trillion 
in his budget, which isn't going to pass. How much more money do you need? You can't squeeze blood out of a rock. And what do you mean there's going to be a second pandemic? I mean, we should be good for about 100 years right now. No, the, the reason is because next year is going to be the election and we need to come up with some sort of pandemic. And the media is supporting this. They, they come up with all sorts of things that are, that, are coming, that are around the corner. They need to come up with another pandemic so they can change the voting laws so that Joe Biden, who if Trump ran against Biden right now, Joe Biden would get his ass kicked. It would be ugly. I know they want Trump. One of the reasons they're thrilled about this indictment of Trump is because they think that uh, Biden will beat Trump again. No, it won't happen. It's going to be a landslide. As a matter of fact, there is thoughts now that Joe Manchin, I would be good with this, that Joe Manchin is actually thinking of running for president against Joe Biden. I think that would be a great idea. I like Joe Manchin. I, I, I would even consider voting for him, not over Trump, not over DeSantis, but I, I, I like him. Okay, so yeah, this is this is what's going to happen. So you watch within, I'd say December of 2023. Now most of my predictions have been wrong, but by December of 2023, uh, we will probably have another uh, uh, pandemic, and it'll start just like. And then you know what? And then people will start will start closing things down again, and blah blah blah. This time, no, we don't do it. We already know the masking didn't work. We already know the shutdowns didn't work. Nothing worked with this with this disease. That wasn't as bad as the Spanish flu. Don't forget, Spanish flu, if you caught the Spanish flu, there was a 30% chance you were going to die. But when we looked at COVID, there was literally a 1% chance you were going to die unless you were really fat and unless you were really, there was some morbid uh, 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 core comorbidities. You were, you were probably going to live through COVID. So, Joe Biden's an idiot. Not going to happen. All right. So, let's get to our next story here. Okay. Here's something uh, we all knew was true, but no one wants to research this further because mostly people, transgender activists will start screaming and slinging insults at the people doing the research. And that is that... Um, uh, the the this whole trans trend is a is a contagion is a social contagion now <coughs> understand something there have been studies for this with this before because you got to understand something the trans kids thing was at 1% in 2010 and now it is 20% are identifying as lgbtq so this crap was not a thing 10 years ago and suddenly, 20, one out of every five kids is screaming they're LGBTQ. So let's read about this. According to the Post Millennial, a new study examining the recent epidemic of teenagers and young adults identifying as transgender has been published and findings strongly indicate that social contagion is a factor in this new phenomenon. Duh. The study by doctors Michael J. Bailey and Susanna Diaz published in the Archives of Sexual Behavior, examined a survey of 1,655 reports to further investigate rapid-onset gender, rapid gender dysphoria, ROGD. Hypothesis first put 
forward by Dr. Lisa Littman in 2018. Activists at the time called Littman a transphobe of transphobia and claimed her study was invalid. But evidence to support her hypothesis has only grown in the intervening years, and this latest study indicates that, at least for some, ROGD is a disturbing reality. The study is much larger than any attempt that has been made to study this cohort uh, attempt that has been made to study this cohort to date and consists of parent reports from an online survey on the website Parents of ROGD Kids. The authors acknowledge the possible bias of their sample, but state the research on children's development in many domains has long depended on parent report. So basically, the problem with the study, and it's a minor, very minor problem, is that the study is self-reported by parents. But the reality is you can't go to a six-year-old and have that kid report or ask that kid questions. So studies like this depend on self-reporting of the parents. Now my question is, why has a bigger study not been done in the past? We went from less than 3% kids identifying as LGBTQ to over 20% identifying as LGBTQ. We also have the reality is a majority of these kids are not in Oklahoma or Tennessee or, or Ohio or South Dakota. They're in Los Angeles, New York, and San Francisco. That's where you seem to have a lot of LGBTQ kids. Why are the, those places... Why is Los Angeles filled with LGBTQ kids, yet Boise, Idaho doesn't have any? Could it be that maybe people are pushing this crap, and that's why? Hmm. The article continues, Notable findings in line with past studies show that adolescent onset onset gender dysphoria disproportionately affects females, with the sample showing 75% female versus 25% male. These young people had high rates of coexisting mental health issues, with 42% having formal mental health diagnoses. The parents reported that, on average, the child's mental health issues had started nearly four years before the onset of gender dysphoria. The most common issues were depression, anxiety, self-harm, and difficulty socializing with fears. Here's a question for you. Why don't we get to the root cause of why this stuff is happening? Why aren't we getting to the root cause of what's causing um, depression and self-harm and anxiety and difficulty socializing? Could it be lack of a family? Could it be lack of, uh, lack of um, religion? Could it be too much phone time? Too much screen time? Why are we looking at the surface? We're seeing the results, but we're not defining the disease itself. Maybe that is more important, but no one ever does that. Continuing with the article, youth with mental health issues were observed to be far more likely to have socially or medically transitioned, with Bailey and Diaz state, quote, is concerning because youth with mental health issues may be especially likely to lack judgment necessary to make these important and in some in the case of medical transition permanent decisions. End quote. Well, they're saying the quiet part out loud. That's good. Here's the thing. 
um, these kids shouldn't be making the decision anyway, even if they don't have mental disabilities. Because they're kids. They don't have the ability to consent to that stuff. This makes absolutely no sense. To allow a kid, much less a kid who has mental problems, has anxiety, has depression, has social disorders. That kid shouldn't be making decisions definitely, but no kid should be making the decision. I don't care if you're 16 years old and you're, you, you're the most socialized and happy kid in the world. You still shouldn't be making the decision. Article continues, 55.4% of the parents responded yes when asked if their child had friends who came out as transgender around the same time. And that response was significantly significantly higher for natal females, 60.9%, than natal males, 38.7%. So what ends up happening? The kids, oh, my friend is transgender, so I'm transgender, yay! Yeah, that's a contagion. That's a contagion. Let's call it what it is. This is a fad. This is like the Tide Pod channel, uh, challenge that these kids are doing on TikTok. This is the influence. This is the problem with our society. Our kids are being influenced by outside sources. There was another study that was released, I think it was two weeks ago, that basically said that um, kids are now learning morality, ethics, all sorts of things, socialization, off TikTok. They're not learning it from their parents anymore. This should be disturbing. But no one wants to talk about it. Okay, well, so let's get to the third story. I know I'm running late, but this this annoys me, and I'll, I'll do the rest tomorrow. Uh, the question I have here is, what took so long to even think about doing something like this? Uh, the shooting in Nashville by a trans person, a woman who thought she was a man, is really stirring up emotions. The left has decided that a trans person doing the killing is not really the problem. It is, of course, the guns, because you can't blame the trans person. The right, on the other hand, is saying that the guns have nothing to do with it. As a matter of fact, we need more guns, and it, they need to be in school by people who are trained. And that way, when someone walks into the school with a gun, the teachers, the security guards, the resource officers can go out and deal with that. As a matter of fact, I'll go a step further. We've got enough veterans that are having issues getting a job. Why don't you hire veterans to protect these kids instead of school resource officers that are 100 pounds overweight like that idiot over in uh, over at uh, Marjorie uh, Stoneman Douglas High School and get yourself some people who are trained in this. Well, here we go. So... We, we, I'll even go a step further. We know the case. We know this case is proof. The reason this gal picked this school was because her first choice was a heavily secured school. She said it in her manifesto. The police admitted it, that she wasn't, didn't want to target this school. She wanted to target another school, a bigger school, but she couldn't because they had armed guards. They had heavy security. She didn't, she wanted... The school of least resistance. So put those guards everywhere. Well, somebody had a great idea 
in it. So according to the Daily Wire, every Tennessee private and public school will have the resources necessary to hire an armed guard if Governor Bill Lee gets his plan through a Republican-led legislature, which means it's going to happen. Next week, Lee will propose a plan to funnel millions of dollars to public and private schools, both public and private, to beef up security following the mass shooting at the Nashville Christian Elementary School on Monday. Lee's plan would place an armed school resource officer in every public school and provide funding for private schools to hire armed guards with the same level of training as those in public schools. Private schools would not be forced to join in on the program, the Tennessean reported. I quote, I think we all understand when people are fearful, when people are angry, when people lash out. I have those same emotions myself. We all do, Lee said. We have an obligation, I have an obligation, to do what I can and work together with leaders across the community to address people's concerns and to protect our kids in whatever way we can. Why wasn't this even proposed after the Columbine shooting? Hey, I got news for you, Flash, for you. And I know a lot of anti-gun people out there. But the reality of the matter is that people are going that want to kill a lot of people are going to kill a lot of people. It doesn't matter what the laws are. This gal... And by the way, this is again a government failure, a systemic failure. This gal who killed those six people, she should have never had a gun. She should have never had the ability to buy a gun. The system failed. And according to the Democrats, when the system fails, we need to give more power to the system. And that's why they want to take guns away. Many people say we need to take all of the guns off the street. Of course, there are 500 million guns on the streets. This is not going to happen. And it's going to be impossible to stop all shootings. It's not going to happen. The gal, again, the gal wanted to kill people. She was going to kill people. But the fact that the Covenant School wasn't her first choice because of security at the other school, that should say something. Now, Matt Walsh of the Daily Wire, he brought up a really good point on his podcast last week. Look at the places where they do have armed guards. And we're talking not schools here, jewelry stores, banks, museums. Even our politicians and movie stars have armed guards protecting them. Aren't our kids more important than a politician or our money or artworks of art or jewelry? You're damn right they are. They're definitely more important than our our politicians and movie stars who gives a damn about them i think yes so let's protect them let's put guns in school let's train teachers who want to do this so that the principal doesn't have to go charging at a gal with it with an ar-15 to protect her kids unarmed and let's take care of our kids Our kids should be the highest, most important things in the world. And right now, they're not. Now, I know I'm going over. I'm almost averaging 45 minutes a show now. But I can't get away with this. So the left continues to put this trans person on a pedestal. And this trans person represents all trans people. 
And that's important because this weekend was the trans day of visibility, whatever that means. Because I got news to you, I can't spit without hitting a trans person. They're visible everywhere. And by the way, none of them are getting the crap beaten out of them. I have yet to see a trans person that's getting beaten. I have yet to see video online or in the media that shows a trans person being beaten up. But you know where we are seeing it? We're seeing a lot of trans people beat up other people. You know, these women, these men who think they're women. Yeah, those men, the testosterone ain't that low because they're beating the crap out of people. Well, it started on Friday when Karen Jean-Pierre decided to make one of the most tone-deaf comments I have ever heard her say, and that is saying a freaking lot because this gal is as dumb as a brick. Listen to what she had to say about... I. This, let's just listen. And one of the things that we saw during the midterm elections is that people don't want their freedoms to be taken. They want us to fight for their freedoms. And so it is shameful, it is disturbing, and uh, our hearts go out to uh, the, those, the trans community as they are under attack right now. But Oh, it's the trans community that's under attack right now. I'll get to my larger point in a second. Joe Biden also on the celebrating the trans day of visibility, which also, by the way, is called the trans day of vengeance. Okay, and trust me, they, they let go of their vengeance. They did. He said this, quote, Transgender Day of Visibility celebrates the joy, strength, and absolute courage of some of the bravest people I know. People who have too often had their jobs, relationships, and lives on the line just to be their true selves. Well, they're not actually being their true selves. Their true selves are the actual sex they were born with, but, you know, whatever. We'll, we'll, we'll skip that part. Today we show millions of transgender and non-binary Americans that we see them. They belong. They should be treated with dignity and respect. Their courage has given countless others strength. But no one should have to be brave just to be themselves. Well, again, they're not really being themselves. They're being what they aren't. Uh, notice, notice there's one thing missing in all these statements. As a matter of fact, there's one thing missing in every statement that's happened since last Monday, a week ago. Mention of the kids that were killed of the adults who were killed at the Christian school. They have yet to talk about that. They have not mentioned their names. They have not mentioned them as victims. Jill Biden, I think, showed up to a, a ceremony in Florida, in, in Nashville. Biden didn't. KGP didn't. So what's going on here? This is absolutely insane. But the trans people are being abused. They're being killed. They're doing... Show me. Show me some evidence, please. Again, you can't spit without hitting a trans person. They're constantly online. They're constantly visible. They're so... They're being... They're showing themselves in front of our kids, for Christ's sake. Naked in thongs and fake boobs and crap like that. This is happening but they're invisible? They're being threatened? Do you know where I've seen threats? Do you know where I've seen threats? All out there by trans people. A trans person murders somebody. Trans person's beating up a, a, a person who disagrees with the ideology. CBS. 
Another reported, CBS has banned all use of the term trans person when referring to the shooter. Does that sound like trans people are being uh, targeted? No, when a trans person should be targeted, they don't want to target them because of violence or some crap. Because it's going to it's going to lead to genocide, even though you genocide means genes and you can't really say genocide when it comes to a person that dresses as a woman. You got Madonna who is going to do a concert in Nashville. Is she going to do that concert for um, the people that were killed by this trans activist? No. She's going, and yes, trans activist, we haven't seen the, I'm calling her a trans activist. Sorry, I'm going to call her a trans activist. The fact that we still haven't seen the manifesto tells me that this is a trans activist. Because they don't want it released that this was a trans activist. But are we going to sit back? Is she going to do the, her concert for the people that were killed at this Christian school? At Covenant Christian School? Of course not. She's doing it for the trans community. All the proceeds are going to a trans LGBTQ activist organization. What is wrong with these people? And by the way, like I said, it was the Trans Day of Visibility, but the LGBTQ community, which by the way, there's conflict within that community, it's happening already, the LGB do not want the T and Q in there. They don't want any non-binary crap. They want their own little community. That's happening now. Hey, by the way, gay and lesbians, they don't like trans people. They never have. Bisexuals don't like trans people. They never have. They don't see them. If a man likes a man, that's that's love. A man liking to dress like a, a, a woman, that's a fetish. That's what they're saying. This is going all through Twitter right now. Okay? But to sit back and say that trans people are, are being victimized is just a load of crap. This weekend, a Can in Can Canada, a man was assaulted by several trans people because he was being interviewed and he was walking around against the ideology. He was beaten up. The police didn't arrest anyone. They said, well, he started it. And it's on video. It's on video. You saw it. He was assaulted. He was thro His throat was grabbed. He was punched by a man wearing a, a blonde wig. A crowd of pro-trans people stormed the Kentucky Capitol, screaming for gun control. Stormed the Capitol. Question. Some might call... Does that sound like an insurrection to you? It does. They are in there to intimidate the politicians, not to, not to uh, vote for, uh, for uh, pro-gun pro control measures. But, nope, it's the right group of people, so it's not an insurrection. In Tennessee, the state capitol was invaded by trans people, screaming for trans rights and genocide and all that crap to intimidate the Tennessee legislature not to vote for uh, doing drag shows in front of kids, for not allowing gender-affirming surgery or mutilation of kids before they're 18. By the way, does that sound like an insurrection? Does in my boat, but they're the right people. So, of course, it's not an insurrection.
in Texas. A bunch of trans people invaded the Texas state legislature. They were screaming the same thing. Trans rights. Texas shouldn't put these uh, laws that say that that half-naked men can't dance in front of kids. And they shouldn't put laws that state that uh, kids kids have to grow up normally until they're 18. Before they have consent to make these life-altering changes. One of the guys was dressed up as the devil, as usual. Because this is an evil ideology. Was that considered an insurrection? Of course not. Because the right people are doing it. And of course, in Los Angeles, you've got a bunch of trans people blocking traffic, banging on cars, and things like that. I would assume San Francisco too, but you know something? Media, we wouldn't know because the media is not posting it. If it wasn't for Twitter, we'd have no idea what's going on. The media is not talking about it at all. Even Fox News has, seems to have gotten a little bit tepid about reporting on any of this for the fear that, oh gosh, you know, we're going to uh, demonize and commit genocide against trans people. It's weird that all these people are under such threat That they're running all over the country causing problems, these trans people. For some reason, they're not afraid. And they should be, because we're shipping them off to the gas chambers. Mind you, no one reports on the violence by these trans people. I wonder why, considering they are constantly under threat, you'd think they'd be reported, you'd think we'd see video of, of... um, Ku Klux Klan members going out and beating the crap out of trans people. Here's the problem the left is having. I'll, I'll conclude with this. The left, they want this story of the um, trans shooter to go away. It's not going away. That's because the right won't allow it this time. Finally, the right is having some balls. They're talking about it. We all want to see this manifesto. We all want to know why this gal decided to kill six people. We want to know what happened. We want the left to admit that one of their own can be prone to a level of violence. That it's not all conservatives that are doing this. Like, they're reporting. Right? I mean, they're reporting on MSNBC and CNN that it's the trans people are under threat. Wait a minute. What? You need to admit that that trans person actually killed those kids. We aren't going to let them do it this time. And I got news for you. The pushback is happening. Okay. That's it for today. I know a little long. I hope you guys have a great day. There is a video uploading to Rumble. So go to Rumble. Dumbass is talking politics. This will be the video that I promised you of terrible people saying terrible things. Of course, it relates to the shooting in Nashville. So go take a visit. It should be up by tonight. You guys have a great day. This is Gene. Bless you all, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.